you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads Agency. Hello, hello. How's it going, everyone? I'm going to talk about a strategy that I'm doing for this supplement brand. So just for some context, the supplement brand has a repurchase rate of about every month, roughly. Their biggest goal is new customer acquisition versus first sales right away or just trying to get sale volume up, which generally is the goal of majority. I would say 99.9% of companies is to get new customers. Anyways, when I go into the account, so this is, like I said, about a month ago, a little over a month ago, and we did this test, I've just been kind of tracking over a period of time. And I'll show you guys sort of what the numbers I look at inside of Shopify and how I sort of correlate that to Google ads. Now they only run Google ads, so they're not running any Facebook, any other platforms whatsoever. So it's a black and white test, very, very controlled test. It's really easy for me to sort of see what the correlation is. Going in here right away, we'll see on June 6th, I changed a conversion count setting to one conversion. I'm gonna jump in there and kind of show you guys what this is. Now, before I get comments on this, because you guys might be wondering, why is J4 a primary conversion action? This is just for testing. This does not go with our normal golden standard practices. We normally, you know, go through GTAG, not through any sort of analytics whatsoever. But anyways, just for this account specifically, we're using GA4 as sort of a test to see. Now when I'm only looking at the six, doesn't really matter though. So when I go into the account here and I go into edit settings, what I did was I swapped the every count conversion to one. Now, generally speaking, when you have an account, e-com, you want to lean into every. Every is a lot better as well too, because it allows Google to string together conversion data typically. One is typically more for lead generation. So if, you know, someone clicks and then they say, hey, you know, I fill out a lead form. We don't want that person coming back again and again and again, filling out lead forms and counting as conversions, right? So that's kind of the general rule of thumb between these two. Now, the concept around this is that there is a click-through conversion window and you'll see here of 90 days. So when someone clicks an ad, they will not, meaning that Google cannot find that user again until after that 90 days when that user atrophies in the, the actual tracking of it. What I mean by that is that essentially this idea here was used as kind of like a middle ground for new customer acquisition, right? Because there's kind of been some debate back and forth inside of Solate regarding the new customer acquisition setting inside of, for example, Performance Max or even search campaigns. And it tends to get a little bit too aggressive towards new users and it hurts your overall growth potential. And just to kind of put some more context as well too, that is also just because of the loss of attribution as well within Google that's been going on with the new W braid and G braids that have been kind of coming into place. So there's a little bit of more, I guess, finessing that we're doing with the uh, back end as well as Google ads, not just looking at Google ads for numbers themselves. And I'm going to kind of show you guys what I did to kind of prove concept here. With that being said, the change here went from every to one on June 6th. Now I'm going to jump over to another view that I have. So I'm going to show you guys exactly how I calculate the new customer acquisition purely just from if Google ads is all you're running and then the backend numbers of Shopify. So I know a lot of this is going to be blurred out, but there'll be, like I said, the tool itself and then the customers that should not be blurred out on the Shopify side of things. What I'm going to do first is I'm going to look at May 1st to 31st to give you guys an idea of where this account was at. So I'm going to copy the total cost numbers here get my calculator here and then just paste that. Now I'm going to jump over to Shopify. And when I go into Shopify, I'm going to go to the customer section over here. Now I know a lot of this is going to be blurred out, but just wanted to, like I said, point out that the customer section right here, and then what you're going to want to do and I actually have this preset. So let me just go back is 
It'll look more like this where it's more pushed up. You're gonna click the add filter button on the right-hand side of the Shopify section. And then you're gonna to click to create a segment. You're gonna start by typing in first and then it'll just auto-fill the first order date. You're gonna select that. And then I scroll down to between dates and then you can pick, for example, all of May, right? So I got that, apply filter, and then boom, I see, okay, for May, I got a total of 220 new customers. So then what I will do is I will copy paste that 220. I will go in here and I will divide by 220. And that gives me a $97.32 new customer acquisition globally, right? When I go back into Google and we see the numbers in here, I see that the cost conversion is $64. However, we know that we were counting every, and so there's a lot more repeat purchases. And you can even see on by time versus the regular, we're looking at $64 versus $68. Now you're going to have a lot of repeat purchasers, especially if you have a strong LTV In Google ads, it's saying, oh, we're at $64 cost conversion, but obviously part of that's going to be on brand. And then we also have, like I said, cold that could potentially be that repeat traffic. So attribution is not going to be perfect. So that's why I like to look at backend numbers with that Shopify that I was just showing you to kind of make sure that, okay, we're at the client's goal. The cause and effect is Google ads. And obviously the effect is the good new customer acquisition. Now, when I want to track correlations, I'm doing this the slow way. You can do this by adding it in a spreadsheet and you can have like weeks or days or months on tracking your overall pacing of new customer acquisition, what you're paying for a user based off whatever change you make. A lot of my clients are doing that as well right now. You don't need a third-party attribution tool for it. You can just do it manually and get global numbers that way. And that helps a lot when finding correlations, especially when you have smaller budgets and you're not, your media mix is not super large. I'm going to kind of go through sort of this test phase. So just keep in mind that we did that test. I swapped it over on June 6th. So when I jump over here and we look at June 7th to the 13th, I'm going to do that same thing that I just did. So I'm taking the total amount here, meaning the global cost. So I'm including brand, including everything, because we're getting that global new customer acquisition. I'm pasting it into the calculator. And then let me just go back in here and make sure. So we're 7 through 13. I'm going to go back in here. And then we're going to do first order date between 7 and 13. Hit apply filter. And then I'm at 50, right? So I'm going to copy paste the 50 and then divide that by the amount in here. And that gets me my new customer acquisition as well. So now it's gone up. So typically whenever you make a change in the account, it affects global numbers because it's got to readjust to exactly what's going on. I'm seeing $106.73 now for that week's new customer acquisition. So I'm holding fast to the test. I'm going to keep going through the process of it because I know that Google takes some time to actually learn. So I'm going to keep an eye on it. So now I go to the next portion, which is June 14th through the 20th. In fact, let me go through the 21st. Actually, we will copy paste. So same exact you know idea and keep in mind, I'm doing this the slow way. I'm not doing this the fast way. You can have this in a spreadsheet on a daily basis and, and keep up with it. And it's a lot easier to see these correlations. It's going to go back over 14 through 21. So I'm going to go back here and it's going to do 14 through 21 for between, let's see, 14 through 21. And then we hit apply. Now at 82, that's a pretty big spike up. So we're at 82 now divided by the total cost that we had. And that brings us all the way down to $70.77 for a new customer. This trend continues through the process of it, but I want to point out a couple things here. So when we're looking at Google Ads numbers and you know we're seeing the correlations here, our global new customer acquisition for that date range that I just pointed out was $70.77. And keep in mind that they're only running Google. And I'm looking at the overall cost conversion inside of Google Ads and we're seeing 
$54 inside of here for the cost conversion by time. And then the actual cost conversion globally is $91. So what's going on here essentially is that we're not tracking the full picture. And so the actual results are closer to that, you know, $70 range. Now, the reason why these two are different is because this is pulling back just all the information for the conversions for the day range that we're looking at, whereas the portion over here is the click attributed conversions. So I just want to point that out as well. So I'm going to keep going down this path a little bit further. So I'm going to go for the 22nd to the 28th. So like I said, we're just continuing like that weekly cadence roughly. And so I'll go in here and copy paste. Okay. We're at 408 or 448. So then I'll go in here, divide this. And then let me look at the date range. So we're at 22 through 28, go back in here. And then first order date, we're going to look at 22 through 28, which brings us to a total of 65 new customers. And we're going to divide that by this amount in here. And that gets us 65. Let me make sure that's actually correct. I want to make sure I did that correct. So that was 22. So 4809. And then we're going to divide by 65, which gets us $73. When we're looking at this previously in May, we we're looking at like close to $100 new customer acquisition. With that small change, that's pushed us back into the range of 73, which the client's goal is pretty much around that a little bit. We're actually ahead of the goal. I don't want to give out their numbers specifically, but anyways, the results have been pretty much getting better and better just because of that one switch. There hasn't been any other change from a macro perspective. There's been like pretty much keyword adjustments that hasn't only affected the account nearly as much as, like I said, that 30% margin, that was the real big indicator of success. So with that being said, the theory behind this is that we might see some atrophy in the performance because that 90 day window is going to start catching up to itself. And so then we're going to have to try to figure out, okay, do we want to start testing out the um, new customer acquisition setting inside of the search campaigns to keep this as cold as possible and sort of force the algorithm to go after new users and not sit on its merits of, I'm still counting that conversion that I got, you know, 90 days ago as an actual conversion because they just purchased again. So it puts a little bit more pressure on the algorithm and it allows you to, like I said, get more new customers. Now. Like I said earlier, we're still testing out the new customer acquisition setting, but this is kind of like that happy middle ground that I found that works in this account here. I've tried it in a couple other accounts. If your purchase rate is not extremely high, uh, meaning that you're looking at like 30 day, like monthly repurchases or even more frequently, then I don't know if this would be a right idea for you because the loss of attribution when you swap from every to one is still pretty significant. So this is kind of one of those things to where it's more of a tool. It's not a confirmed strategy yet just because it's not, hasn't proven across multiple accounts, but I figured I'd show you guys sort of what we're looking at. Maybe you guys learned something from the new customer acquisition position inside of uh, Shopify that you can kind of locate that information for free. Just wanted to point that out. And then the last thing as well too, is it makes this process a whole lot easier <laughs> if you have a spreadsheet and you're tracking day by day, the new customer acquisition, and then the overall cost, and that can get your overall MER when you get obviously pulling over your total sales from uh, Shopify as well too. Hopefully you guys like this video, leave a like, comment below, and uh, yeah, maybe I'll be, see you guys in the near future. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com.
Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number eight, dot com.